right, anybody got a junk drawer at home? Yeah? Do you have one or do you have like more than one? More than one. Okay, these are my people. I'm really glad. If you said no, I would have walked out the door. <laughs> so you've got more than one. Okay, so everyone I feel like has a junk drawer. My parents are like, there's like, is right when you come in the kitchen on the side. I, and somehow in my house, I had to make it the same corner one in my house because it just felt like that's what it had to be. So there's a junk drawer. So does anybody have like a junk closet where you like store extra stuff that you're like, I use it once a year. Yes, I've got a hand raise. I like it. Anybody got like a garage that they're like, oh, yeah. I'll get to it someday. I still own it, but I don't know what it is. Yeah? Anybody have the like idea of I am going to have a garage sale this year? And then they're like, I didn't get to it, but next year. I'm going to keep the stuff for another year. Until next year rolls around, I just got a big hard pass over there. <laughs> I maybe have that currently right now in my garage. We're going to talk about clutter. Clutter. And my mind is good at clutter. So I am going to pray again before I go any further. Some of the jokes are out of the way, right? So this morning has been a very cluttered morning for me that has only intensified my need for understanding clutter in my life. And I hope that it can be something that you guys can have as value in your life and in your walk with the Lord. So... I'm going to pray as if none of you are here, <laughs> and I hope that's okay. Uh, Father, uh, right now I need your ability to speak clearly and to unclutter my mind in the process of sharing uh, my heart for this topic and I guess my need for this topic in my own life. Um, and Father, I pray that there are um, things of value for those that are in this room right now or joining us through Facebook, that um, there's something of value that you could give to them and that your spirit would do what I know I can never do. Um, so Father, I pray that you would be known and um, that people would be willing to join me in the process of understanding this topic and uh, the value that it could have in our lives. And just slow my mind down. In your name I pray. Amen. So we're going to do a little, I can't help it, but I like to talk to people, not at people. So that's, I'm in youth, so we always have conversations. We're, we, do, we do small groups. So sometimes when I'm up here, I can't just talk at. I want to I wanna talk with you because I like it a lot. So um, I wrote down some different things that happen to me when I'm in a cluttered mindset or when I have actual clutter surrounding me. And uh, things that I came up with were tired, unfocused, stressed, moody, struggling to plan anything past the moment, And anybody else have something else that they feel when they're cluttered, cluttered around them or cluttered mind? Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Yes. 
overwhelmed. Anything else? Scattered and anxious. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and scattered. Yes. Anything else? I'm afraid to take a drink of that again. <laughs> so then I, I did write some things that when we're uncluttered or the, the space around me is uncluttered or my mind is uncluttered, I usually feel better. Overall, I just I feel better. My body feels better. My mind feels better. It's, my mind is clear. I feel refreshed. Um, I usually enjoy my space more. I just enjoy it more. I, I find ways to use space that maybe was, had a, a box or two sitting there that really didn't need to be there at all. And as soon as it's gone, it's like, whew, like, yeah, I just, I feel better. Um, and it's much easier for me to invite someone over. I might say like, I might say, yeah, I would love if someone just stopped by my house and I didn't even know it on a Saturday. Believe me, if you stop by my house and I don't know it, I'm like, oh shoot, I'll let you in. But I was not ready for this. <laughs> like, that's just the truth. I want to be at a place where I'm ready for it no matter what. I, I do think of Angie when I think of that because on Sundays she has been so gracious to me where it's like if I'm there you can walk in my house and yes you can be there too. If I'm not there you can still walk in my house and <laughs> be there and it's a place where I know that I'm, I'm always welcome to be um, no matter how it is. So a few, you know what, what ladies went to the retreat that was in Bucyrus? One, two, I know Jessica, yeah, Jessica. So how long ago was that? Because my months and days and years are all together. Was it about a year ago? No. Was it really just February? Do you see what I'm saying? I was like, maybe it was a year ago, maybe it was three months ago. I don't know. Anyway, but at this, at this retreat or at this day retreat that we went to, um, there was a woman that shared with us the beauty of an uncluttered soul. And um, as we started walking through this time of understanding the rooms, the, I guess the rooms that are back here, these different areas of our ministry, of what's happening at our church or what should be happening more, what could grow, the possibilities, right? Like ministry is always about the possibilities of what God can do and always making it bigger because he can do big things when we're willing to do big things. And I um, connected very early on when we started talking about the different rooms or the different area that's unused or that we don't even know is there. I remember the week that Pastor Tom went over to the door and he's like, do you know what's behind here? And we're like, grass, a garage, uh, like a new car, a brand new car. I, like what's behind there? And the whole point of it was like, I don't know, but push it open and let's, let's find out. Let's dig into that. And the idea that there's always more, there's always more to grow in. And so 
Um, when I thought of that, I kind of connected between the book that the author at this retreat had done, the, the beauty of an uncluttered soul and literal clutter and spiritual clutter. And I think they both happen often, at least in my life. Um, and I would, I would assume that others can relate with that. But so I kind of went through... She has um, an acronym that she shared with us that I think is extremely, extremely helpful. So the, the word is soul, and the words that represent it. Why is my mouth so dry today? Clutter. Clutter? Anybody have like a small dog they want to bring up here or like? Oh man, okay. I'm only going to not use that only because I would be afraid to and this would just completely topple over. This is going to be good. This is going to be really, really good or really, really bad. Lord, help me. So, the acronym for the word soul is search, observe, use, and lean. If we take ourselves through the process of searching the scriptures, is this loud? Because I feel like it's not. It's not loud? Bend it down a bit. There we go. That's better. All right. Search the scriptures. Know them well. More than the things that are right in front of our face. Observe our lives. Where can we grow? Where can we get rid of clutter? Um, search others' lives. Not in a way that's, um, I guess, using them as our standard but I can see beautiful evidence of God in other people that I can see his ability to do that in myself. So don't take away from it trying to be like somebody else because never the goal. But we can observe others' lives and see where God is doing great things because they're willing to let him do it. And we can learn from that. Use the scripture and what we've observed to come together and always leaning on the Lord in the middle of the process. Always leaning on the Lord in the middle of the process. So everybody's really aware of the fruit of the Spirit. I'm sure I could like sit here and you guys could probably just say them all out to me. Anybody? Love. Peace, patience. Shopping. <laughs> For those on Facebook Live, she said shopping. Shopping is not the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> Love, joy, peace, patience. You are adding to my clutter. <laughs> I can't do it. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
So when we work on what the Lord has for us and the beauty of an uncluttered soul, if we look through the process of the fruit of the Spirit. Now, the fruit of the Spirit, I, I remember a while ago I shared that the fruit of the Spirit is like a tree that continues to grow. And as it grows, it leans out and it has fruit, juicy, great, perfect fruit that's in the, the roots are stuck in the most nourishing soil that's ready for it. The sun is brightly shining, and there's fruit, and it's never to go like this and bend back. Those tree branches aren't supposed to bend back so we can eat it ourselves, but the fruit of the Spirit should be something that drops down and falls into the hands of those around us. Right? Right? Yeah, sure. So, a few different points that we want to kind of stand out as we walk through the fruit of the Spirit and how it can walk alongside us in the process of uncluttering our souls is that we always check our attitude. How are we responding to God? Are we even at a place where we're at a place of hearing Him to respond? Have we gotten there yet? If we're not hearing from God, it's not because he's not trying. And I have to remind myself that there's times where I'm like, man, are it like, am I hearing you? I don't feel like I'm hearing you. And I have to remind myself it's not because God is not speaking. It's usually because I am not listening or there's clutter in the way of me hearing clearly. Life circumstances, actual clutter, whatever it is, that's not allowing me to hear clearly from a God who always pursues us, right? So how do you respond to God? Are you immersing everything you do in love? We know he's asked us to do that. Immerse everything in love, whether it's showing love, receiving love, giving love, experiencing more love. How does that look? What stops us? What stops us from showing love? Even to our enemies. Which can look differently. I've realized loving our enemies is not always being the same as maybe loving someone who's not put you maybe in a place that you shouldn't be in. There's a way to love someone and not allow them to continue um, to be a stumbling block. There's a difference. Filtering all of your circumstances through joy. Now this is joy that is not circumstantial. This is joy that does not matter what is going on in your life, in your day. Joy is a constant thing that is from the Lord. Now there's happiness. If we were putting our circumstances through happiness, we would say that there are some days or moments that we're happy, and there's some days or moments that we are not happy, right? But when, we, when it comes to joy, our circumstances, if they are always filtered through joy of the Lord, knowing that he's got us, he's got it, whatever it is that we're going through, Joy should be our, our foundation. It should be in our, in our soil that continues to grow our fruit. Purge the past to find peace. 
purge the past to find peace. And I don't know how much I can say on that topic. Yep. So whatever that is for you, we each have what makes us today. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the stuff makes us who we are right now in this moment. Um, and the Lord knows it. And he knows it. But he, he desires for us to find peace, not in our circumstances, but in who he is through all of it. Are we purging our past to find peace? Not purging the things that we can grow in, the things that have value. They all have value, but they don't, they don't continue to have a hold on us that stops us from pushing on and moving forward. Uncluttering our souls has to be a movement that happens within our lives, right? It's all part of the process. Connecting your actions. How do you relate to others? How do you relate to others? Eliminating judgment and embracing patience with those around us. Everyone's at a different place in their faith journey with the Lord, right? Or they don't have one at all. And you're literally being patient with them before it even begins. Because the seeds are dropping, right? The seeds are dropping every time we allow God to have those seeds from us, right? We have to be open to that process. Would you say that there are maybe people in your life that it's hard to be patient with? Anybody have a boss that's tough? My boss is great. I really can't, I can't say anything about that for, for myself. But I know that there are some work environments that it is extremely hard to have patience um, in the midst of your work day or in the midst of everyday life, which is still God's life, right? It's, it's still his, even though it's not a Sunday morning. Restore with the healing power of kindness. Restore relationships that maybe you have not been patient with. Restore them with kindness. Some of these might grab to you as your clutter where you're like, I'm not doing that. I, I, that, I need to work on that one. I, need to, I, I can find value from that. Others, you might say, you know, I think I'm doing pretty well. Like I can still look at it and grow, but um, taking the time to realize if there's maybe some of them that you could really work on. Brighten with the beauty of goodness goodness. Not our own goodness, lowercase g. I always separate it. Lowercase g and uppercase g. Uppercase g, it's God's goodness. It's way different than what I can give. I can give a lowercase g by myself and be good to people. Anybody could be good to someone, but to share the goodness that God has for us 
is very different and very unique and very special. And he can do amazing things with it. Choose your habits. And I think this is, for me, this is where sometimes it gets a little bit like, all right, I probably need to grow. Choose your habits. How do you renew your soul? How do we actually do that? It's not a process of just waiting on, waiting on God to like hit the buttons and say, I'm ready to renew you. It's a process. Maintain relationships through faithfulness. Are you faithful to your relationships? Investing in others. Um, making the effort. Understanding where they need patience. Where they need kindness. Where they need goodness. Filtering everything. Immersing everything in love. Tame your ego through gentleness. The ego of, of it, it's me that's doing this. Or uh, if I'm good enough, if I'm good to people, they'll see how great I am. Or, or how great the Shepherd's Fellowship is because I'm doing great things. No. No. If anybody's thinking that way, please, like right now, check yourself. Check yourself. Renew your mind through self-control. Renew your mind through self-control. Understanding when it's time to speak, when it's time to shut your trap. That's what I tell myself. Shut your trap. And understanding all of these things are through leaning on the Lord and understanding what he's doing. Earlier I did a list of cluttered and uncluttered of actual physical things or, or your junk drawers. Some of you have multiple. Some of you have rooms or closets or garages. House, just a house in general. Our relationships might even be cluttered, right? But... Um, what I didn't share is that when I have a cluttered soul, these are the things that I've seen in my own life, and I'm, I'm guessing maybe you can relate to some of them or all of them. My relationships struggle. I slowly lose time for my devotion or my, my separate time with the Lord within my day. I'm just too busy. I've got too much going on. It's just a busy day. As soon as I start the day, okay, I've got to wake up. All right, cool. I've got to get Nora out the door. I've got to get her to school. Okay, I've got to go to work. I'm already going to be 15 minutes late to work because I take Nora to school, and I have to be 15 minutes late so I can do that. And then i got to pick her up. i got to take her to the babysitters. Okay, i got to get back to work. i got to finish out my day. Okay, thank you for calling Daniel Ward Counseling Group. This is Katie. Schedule people's appointments. Da -da -da -da. Go pick her up. Get home. Get dinner on the table. Bath time. Don't forget books. Let's do books. Let's pray. Let's talk with the Lord. Okay, good night. That takes two hours sometimes. And then I'm like, I guess I should do the dishes. Not even kidding. How easy is it for us to get cluttered, right? Lose time for things like our devotion with the Lord. 
I'm always stressed. If my soul is cluttered, if my soul is cluttered, I am always stressed. I sometimes lack in faith in the midst of the clutter. Almost like my judgment is clouded, right? Our judgment is clouded. Lack of growth in my relationship with the Lord. And I'm not always using the gifts that I know God has given me in an effective way. When there's an uncluttered soul, does anybody, anybody relate with any of those? If not, that's okay. The Lord still does it in me. <laughs> yeah, I see some head nods. So let's look at an uncluttered soul. Relationships with the Lord and with others are growing. I see healthy growth. I see um, the Lord working in those relationships. I'm being encouraged by them. They're being encouraged by them. It's then branching out to more relationships with more people, and those people are then doing the same thing with other people. My daily time with him is a priority, a priority over anything within the normal schedule. I'm planning ministry Evangelism and discipleship are extremely, they're, they're priorities. They're priorities. They are my mindset beginning to end. When our soul is uncluttered, evangelism and discipleship are a priority through all of it. And I think the last one is my favorite because I struggle with it the most. I start dreaming big. I start dreaming big for God when my mind and my soul and the things around me are uncluttered. I find that I can see God doing things that are way beyond me, way beyond the Shepherd's Fellowship. Like, whew, it gets really cool when we get to dream big. When's the last time you dreamed big, bigger than what you can do on your own, right? Because we're not on our own, right? Is your mindset on your own? What you have the ability to do, what, you know, what your little part is versus how big God is when he works through us, right? We can dream big. I did this with the youth group a while back and it was really cool to watch them start to dream. We did this thing where um, we kind of sifted through like what gifts or abilities we feel like he's given us. I absolutely loved Amberlynn. Amberlynn was my favorite. Okay, I gotta get up. You know why? Because it was so cool. Okay, Amberlynn, she was like, you know, I, she's just so young and so sweet. And she's still just starting to really have the, the gears turning. And she looks at me and she goes, one time I sold lemonade when people were walking by and they really liked it. And it was so innocent and it was so sweet. And I was like, oh, you could be a hospitality person. You could be the storefront, the first person people see when they walk in the door at the coffee area. You could serve them. 
you could give them your smile. And she's like, I could do that. And I was like, well, we could make it bigger. Like, we could travel different places, and you could self. And she was like, I could do that. Like, she was just learning that she could dream big. Vivian, this is before she was up here. We started saying, she goes, I love to write I love to write songs, and sometimes I can write songs, but sometimes I struggle with it, and I, I really love to sing. I would love to sing. Let's do it. Let's dream big. How God can use us if we're willing. Emily, sweet Emily, her heart is um, so massive. She's like, man, I feel like I could run an entire center that would help with mental health and with anxiety and depression and all these different things. And slowly it became like, okay, wait a minute. So is this, is this here in Marion? Is this in, is this in like Taiwan? <laughs> is this, where, where's the center at? Are there different branches all around the world where people have resources? Wait, is it just for the person that has anxiety? Or is this for the families of people that deal with it too? Okay, is there worship music happening in the front where people can worship as they walk in the door? Do we have a coffee shop in this center where Amber Lynn could greet them? And we slowly started dreaming big. And yes, it was just a dream. But I think real value did come out of that day. And I love that Vivian came up here and started to play. So anyway... Uncluttering allows us to dream big. And from dreaming big, he absolutely has the ability to start to do pretty amazing things as we let him do it. A few weeks ago, Pastor Tom um, spoke with us, and he had shared uh, things that stop us from pursuing God. He had shared past hurts. Um, our comfort levels or our comfort zone, where we are, what's, what's best for us. Failure that has happened before. Failure that has happened before. And a big one, I'm not good enough. I'm just not good enough. And you... Can you, like, lean in to this? Because I have to tell you something that you might not know. Nobody's leaning. Somebody better lean. There she is. You're not good enough. <laughs> Chris said thanks for that. You're not good enough. You are not good enough. I am not good enough. That should be encouraging, I promise. Give it a minute. Give it a minute. You're not good enough. You aren't. You never will be. You're not good enough. <laughs> you get the idea? Are you sure? We are not good enough to do God's work on our own. And that feeling of vulnerableness when we say we're not good enough and it holds us back from pursuing Jesus is the exact reason we should pursue Jesus. Right? Because we are not good enough. We're not going to be good enough on our own. He is good enough. He is more than capable. He is more than good enough. Right? Do we believe that? 
If we don't believe that, let's go back to the groundwork and rebuild it. And that's okay if we're there where we're like, mm, I don't know if he's good enough. That's okay. Go back to the groundwork. Get back to a place of realizing Jesus is good enough. And we don't have to be. Right? He lives in me. He lives in you. So when we talk about these rooms, we've talked about these different rooms a few different times, and I think there's moments where maybe people are like, what is happening here at the Shepherd's Fellowship? What's going on? Have, has anybody been like, what is Pastor Tom talking about with all these rooms? Anybody? Kind of like, what? he's got something up his, up his sleeve, right? Sometimes he like lets us in on that, and sometimes it just slowly happens as the Lord kind of does that with us. And so one of the things that has pointed out to me or that I've continued to walk through is that there are different areas in the church that we have. We've got our normal, we've got our normal setup right here, right? This is the nurseries back in that corner. We got the youth upstairs. We got kids barn, kids barn. We've got the, the office that's on the side here. We've got some bathrooms, but we'll, like, pretend those are, like, I don't know, something different than bathrooms. <laughs> We've got our, our formal worship or our formal fellowship out here in the, the welcome area. We've got Pastor Tom's office, and we've got our worship discipleship, our time here together where we're growing, learning, developing as believers and also as just his kids. And then we've got all this stuff at the top here. Generosity, missions, community partnerships, personal ministry, organic gatherings, informal fellowship, relational evangelism. And I love, even though those are probably supposed to be bathrooms, I love that those two boxes are empty. Not because they represented bathrooms and they don't say bathroom on them, but because those are two rooms that are not being used. Now, not in the literal sense of their bathrooms right now, but in the sense of there are two more areas that are visible to me on there where we can dream. Right? So where are we in our personal ministry? When we leave here on a Sunday morning, it now goes from our formal gathering, our formal discipleship, to now our personal ministry through the week, right? It changes, it kind of changes directions a little bit, and you're now kind of, not in the driver's seat, but I would say like, you're like in the passenger seat, hopefully, while God is leading, right? And we are faithful to say, all right, I'm buckling up, and it's like, we are going. What is our personal ministry looking like? Are we actively pursuing personal ministry? Are we just getting through the week so we can get back here again on Sunday and hear some decent music sometimes? And, and Pastor Tom, is that, like, is, is that the goal? Is that dreaming big? Is that just um, coasting? I hate to say it, but I also love to say it. Is it coasting? Just getting by. And this is, I promise none of this is meant as like a, a process of slamming anybody 
or a process of, of just crushing what you've been doing. I, I promise. My heart fully is in a place of we have to walk through these questions so that we can understand what is cluttering our ability to pursue this in a way that is active, right? We have to pursue it in an active way. So now we can't be all of these things, right? I, I can't, um, now, I mean, I can't be nursery and youth and the kids, but I, I am very, very much right here. I am definitely with the youth. My, my personal ministry and my formal ministry is to grow them and disciple them in a way that they then see the fruit of Jesus, right? So not that I've got it covered, but I do know that I, I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need some help over here. I, I'm definitely going to need help in the nursery. I can't be in two places at once. Um, let's see. Missions. Missions. Well, at one point in my life, missions meant going overseas and being in the place that needed that mission, right? That's not the place that where God has me now. He has me here, but how do I still, how am I still involved in that? How do we pursue being a part of the mission of God, the great commission? I had a, not, not a dream, but I was like laying in bed. I was just sitting there and I was thinking to myself, how can I help wake people up? Because we need woken up. We, we need that, like, hey, <laughs> hello. The Great Commission, what is it? Baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, pursuing them, right? Evangelism, discipleship, the mold of who God has already made us to be, right? And so I thought to myself, man, if we thought of this as a mission, God's mission, the Great Commission, if we were thinking of it that way, and we thought of ourselves as soldiers, and then we sat here, right? Sorry, my mic got really loud. Um, what do you think like our commanding officer would tell us? please keep this PG. Because if you're in the military, I don't think it would be PG. <laughs> I think they would be saying, you need to get up now. We are active duty. We are pursuing the mission that's before us. And you've been trained for this. And if you haven't been training, you need to get to it, right? You need to start training. What is your gift? What is your job within the Great Commission? Are you pursuing it? Do you know what it is? Do you not know what it is? All of those things are okay. If you don't know what your gift is, that's okay. Let's walk alongside you and let's, let's find it. Let's not just keep saying, I don't know what it is, so, so I don't know what it is. Right? Does, I know Pastor Tom shared, well, just because you can't sing and be up here in the band, well, then there's, there's no job. I love that our youth girls, when they're here, of course they're both not here today. 
it's fine. They make our coffee a lot of times. Coda has helped with coffee. Coda does an amazing job helping with the kids department. I love that our youth are serving. I love it. Emily cleans our church every week. Cleans our church. Something that's not seen by people, but it's happening. And she loves detail. Oh my word, the girl loves detail. So she's a good person to have on it. Tammy shared two weeks ago when Pastor Tom was given the mic around for different people to share. I was not there that week. That was the week that I was gone with Nora. Um, but she had shared, if we aren't right with God, we will struggle to share with others. What does that process look like to get right with the Lord? At whatever stage you are in that. Would anybody agree with me that you feel like there's probably clutter within your soul, within your relationship with the Lord? Yes? Yes. Yes. So you're also telling me that we're not alone in feeling that clutter. It is happening. And if we continue to not talk about the clutter, we are also giving it our time and its space and letting it have that space. I think one of the biggest things for me in uncluttering my soul or uncluttering physical things is I literally see the clutter and I go, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's my Saturday off. I don't want to do that. Man, when I see the, that the yard needs mode, I don't want to do that. <laughs> When I see that there is something within my relationship with God that I know it's going to take dedication, training, and like pursuing healthiness that is not going to be easy to my day. It is going to add time to my day that I don't have. In the process, it seems easier to let it just not happen. But what do we end up feeling? We still feel the same list I had said before. I don't really need it. Stressed, overwhelmed, anxious. We feel all of those things all over again. And we continue to let our space, the clutter of our soul, be taken up. My prayer has been for the church overall, just as a whole, that we really would make room for God to do big things. And I don't mean our church as in just this church. I mean the church, period. And I would love to see what part of our, our church can be a part of that. I would love that. that. That'd be amazing. In that prayer, there's a process of making room. What do we need to get out? And what things do we need to bring in? Right? What things do we need to get out and what things do we need to bring in? Uncluttering our soul or uncluttering even our minds, our physical, um, I guess our physical things right in front of us is a process. But it all starts with willingness. Willingness to walk through a process. That is not our norm. 
We've gotten our process of how the day goes or what happens in that day. What things are taking up our time to the point where we're not able to use the gifts that he's given us? Um, what things have we decided selfishly, that's, that's my time, in a way that takes away from a relationship that desperately needs us and desperately need Jesus through that. It is all by his power, his strength, his wisdom, his clarity for his will. If you're anything like me, I went through, I went through this whole process of this message by myself, and by the end I was tired. I felt kind of worn down. I did, because I felt overwhelmed all over again. Man, I got a lot of work to do, I, is, is my thought process. I got a lot of work to do. Um, there's a lot of areas where I could be growing. There's, I, there's so much to do. When am I going to do this? I'm overwhelmed again. I don't think I'm going to start any of it because I'm overwhelmed again. And I had to just slow myself down and remind myself, and I hope that you can be reminded, that it is a process that will take a lifetime. But we must choose to say yes to the process. We must say yes to the process of uncluttering our souls so that we can be used well. He is absolutely worthy of it all. Everything we got. And we are active duty for the Lord. As soon as you say, I believe in Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, he did die, he did raise from the dead because he was a perfect sacrifice. And I believe that with my whole heart. And because I believe that, I am now active duty and the Lord gets to use me, because I'm not good enough, but he is. Right? I'm not good enough, but he is. So what steps do you need to take in the process of really understanding what clutter is happening? Um, whether it's physical, mental clutter, whether it's spiritual clutter, what things for you do you need to look at and say, Lord, I think I could grow here and I want to pursue it with you because God's not going to say, well, I mean, he could. He could do whatever he wants, let me tell you. He can do whatever he wants. But more times than not, when we say, Lord, I really need to get better at this. I really need to make digging into your word. It's the first letter of the acronym, right? Search the scriptures. If I'm not making time for that, how can I even finish the rest of it? Lord, just make that easier in my life. Make that happen. And I don't think he goes like, easy button. Now you're just like, mindlessly like, I'm doing it, right? You can say, Lord, I need to make that a priority, and I'm willing to say yes to it, and past my yes, 
I'm now making a plan that I need you to walk alongside me. Because if you don't, I'm going to fail at it all over again. He's used to us failing, if that helps any. That's why he's given such great grace and such perfect mercy. Right? Because he knows we're going to need it. But it's a process. Um, in true Katie fashion, I, I have a, a video that um, I've asked for um, for us to be able to, to see this morning. And my phone is in the back, but those that are on Facebook Live, I just want to warn you right now that we are not able to share that just for copyright issues. But I can comment in the, the comments after this, and I will send that video, and we can even po probably put it on our Facebook page if you want to watch it. But um, I pray that during this time, you can pursue the Lord in whatever area of your life that needs uncluttered because he has so much more potential for our ability to be his. We're soldiers for the Lord, for the great commission that he's called us to. The moment we decided, you are God, I am not. 